Welcome to this week's episode of History from the Back Pages. I'm your host, Colin Sugg, welcoming you to a special episode called Grant, the miniseries. I decided to watch the Grant miniseries on History Channel on Memorial Day, Tuesday and Wednesday. It's a three-part miniseries, two hours each for a total of six hours. But not necessarily six hours because there's lots of ads. There was a lot of ads cutting in and out of the filming footage. Excessive amount of ads. But besides having the ads, I think overall it was pretty well done. And Lucy S. Grant, he was the leader of the Union Army during the Civil War and also the 18th President of the United States as well. And Ulysses S. Grant, according to the miniseries, one nickname he was referred to as was useless during his early years, his younger years. People snidely called him Useless Grant. And once he turned 18, his father had wrote a letter to West Point, and Ulysses S. Grant was applied to West Point and accepted without his knowledge. So then he had to go to West Point. And he graduated in 1843 from West Point. Then in 1848, he had to go to the Mexican-American War and fight in that war where he gained recognition as a talented commander and a successful soldier. And once he fought in the Mexican-American War, he then married Julia Dent in 1848. One thing that was interesting that the main series talked about was that Mr. Grant's dad was a strong abolitionist. He was advocating very strongly for civil rights and the Dent family owned their own slaves. So when Lucius Grant and Julia Dent married, Grant's family boycotted it and not single one of his family members showed up to the wedding so it was just Grant and Julia Dent and the Dent family, I assume, they didn't say, were present at the wedding. Which is interesting that the dad and family couldn't put across their political beliefs. They wouldn't go to their own son's wedding, but it is their right, of course. You know, there's nothing to force them to go. And that's one thing that talks about in the main series. There's always contention between the Grant and Dent households for their highly different beliefs. But Lucius S. Grant, he was not known as a strong abolitionist. He understood it, of course, but he wasn't someone who, like the dad, who was completely devout towards it. And once he married Julia Dent, he returned home, lived in poverty. Lucius S. Grant was very poor from 1848 to 58.4, all the way till 61, he was very poor, struggling to survive with his family. And the Dent family did have money, so they were surviving a little bit based on Julia Dent's income, but not Mr. Grant's income. So then we skip ahead to 1861, joined the Union Army, became a successful soldier based on his experience in the Mexican-American War, People looked at him kindly, fondly. 
overall. And he fought in some battles. He led the Vicksburg campaign. Also led the Chattanooga campaign. And after he successfully fought at these two, he was promoted by President Lincoln to Lieutenant General. And his rival was Robert E. Lee, who is one of the greatest generals of all time, one of the best military technicians and strategists. This comment by me will probably be looked at not the best. People might think I'm wrong, but this is my opinion. And Robert E. Lee was a great general. Maybe his beliefs weren't the greatest, but keep in mind, this is the 1860s, not 2020. And Robert E. Lee was the Confederate general, Confederate commander. Most people think he was. it was so easy for him to leave the Union Army. But Robert E. Lee was a part of the Union, but he had to fight for his home state of Virginia, which makes sense. So he joined the Confederate Army because Virginia was part of the Confederacy. And they fought two times at the Overland Campaign, also at Petersburg, the Richmond-Petersburg Campaign as well. And then in 1865, the Civil War ended when General Lee surrendered to General Grant at Appomattox Courthouse, Virginia, on April 9th, 1865. Then one week later, President Lincoln was assassinated by John Wilkes Booth. And this, in a sense, became it more possible for President Grant to become president once President Johnson, who was highly unpopular and is always looked at as one of the worst presidents ever, I would agree. He's definitely 41, 40. He's, he's far one of the most abysmal presidents. His term ended. President Grant was highly popular by America, by his time as Union commander. A lot of people loved him. He was famous. So the Republican Party nominated him to run for president. He won two terms. So he's president for eight years in office. His term was mired by corruption, not by him per se, but people he trusted in his cabinet and those outside of his cabinet. He put trust in the Ron people, according to the miniseries. And that was one downfall of his presidency, that he trusted the Ron people who did corruption with either money laundering schemes or other nefarious deeds. And President Grant did work with the Native American community, also helped African-Americans get the right to vote, African-American men get the right to vote. That was one thing he worked on during his time. Besides being a military genius, he worked in helping African-Americans and Native Americans. He's improved his historical view over time. He was ranked 38th in 1994, which is abysmal. But now, as of 2018, he was ranked 21st in historical presidential rankings, which is pretty good. 21st is pretty good. And President Grant was very famous back in his day. Once the Civil War was over, he was one of the most beloved men in all of America. Now, these days, he would not be mentioned in that same way. People mention President Lincoln from the Civil War 
all time. He's mentioned all time, but his grant goes under the radar more, lesser mentioned, even though he played a huge role in the Civil War. And during that time, just like President Lincoln did a big role as well. And once the Civil War was over, President Grant, he helped the South. He did not treat them horribly or abysmally. He did not execute members of the Confederacy, like some people suggested should happen. But President Grant was fair. And one thing that marred his presidency also was the Panic of 1873, when the nation became in an economic depression that allowed the Democrats to win House majority. Once he retired, he's had fun with his wife, Julia Dent, relaxed at home, went on a world tour too. They went all across the world once his presidency was over because according to the main series, President Grant couldn't wait to get out of office. He was done being president. He wanted to retire. And he went on a world tour with his wife. And one interesting thing they said was that Samuel Clemens, or his pen better known as Mark Twain wanted to write Ulysses Grant's memoirs, which I found that pretty interesting. I didn't know that. And this is basically what they talked about in the miniseries. Now I'm going to discuss more how was the miniseries produced, how did it work. And in a sense, they focused on the historians. So they have historians and Ron Chernow, who wrote Grant's biography, the Grant biography in 2017, over a thousand pages. And the miniseries is based mostly on Ron Chernow's biography. And he is present in the documentary. So he talks a lot at certain points, giving his views, talking about Lucy's S. Grant. Then they have historians. So there are historians who are military experts, historians who are political experts, historians who are Slavery experts, then they had ones who are still advocating for African-American civil rights today as historians talking. And they would have the historian talking, narrating, normally, usually, over a dramatic scene. So the actor who was playing, which is as Grant, and the other characters were in the background talking a little bit here and there while the person who was narrating. Or there would not be a narration and the character, for example, let's say Robert E. Lee was talking, and that would go back to the narration by this historian. I had some complaints about it. I thought overall it was well done. I liked the uniforms they wore. It looked pretty accurate to the period. The weapons they used, they didn't discuss them very much in detail, but they seemed to be relatively close to what it should have been. And there were some mistakes that they did that I think they should have done differently. I was not a fan of how they filmed it. Because there's one show that I like watching a lot, which is called The Homicide Hunter on Investigation Discovery Channel with Lieutenant Joe Kenda, where it is similar, where it has like a dramatic actor and what's happening, and then the person narrating. So in this case, Joe Kenda is narrating as an old man over the schemes, what's happening. And this one, they could have done that too, which they basically did. But instead of doing like a normal pan shot, normal street level f camera, 
they decided to do it more from like a bird's eye view, eagle eye filming, which looked odd. I didn't like how you're basically looking down on President Grant. I think they should have done it where more you're looking like into his eyes at him, which made more sense. But they did like eagle eye, bird's eye view. I felt a little awkward. And the commercials were a problem. Excessive amount of commercials. But if you DVR'd it or find a way to run that, then it's not a huge issue. But watching it live, the cam the explosive, excessive commercials were far too much. And the production value, I'd say good. I don't think there's mo that much replayability about it because something you could watch again. Like you watch the documentary multiple times, really enjoyed. This one, I think, once you watch it once, you've basically learned all you need to know about Mr. Grant's career as a soldier and a president. Because if there was like a really cool battle scene they did, there was really cool, the cool action scenes, I could say, okay, you can watch that again. It makes sense. But they, that was more afterthought. They had some action scenes here and there, but they last so short, so brief, that it's not, that's not much replayability, rewatchability in that sense. And overall, I did enjoy it. If I had to rank it, I like doing reviews, rankings. If I had to review it, I'd probably say seven and a half, eight out of 10. So perfectly above average documentary. Was it perfect? No. But was it horrible? I don't think so either. There's a lot of uh, divide. I've read some reviews where people said they really liked it, thought it was really cool, really well done. And then I see some reviews focusing not just on the amount of commercials, because that's like everyone was complaining about that, but talking about the view of certain things they didn't like. But overall, I think an 8 out of 10 is probably the consensus review of it. And also, if you want to know about, more about President Grant and General Grant, I would recommend reading Ron Chernow's 1,000-page biography, or at least certain chapters, because 1,000 pages is really long. And also, maybe watching at least one of the episodes of the main series, too. I don't think you need to watch all three. I recommend at least watching the second one because that's when Robert e, General Robert E. Lee is mentioned and brought into the battlefield. I think that's my favorite of the episodes. It was the best, most well done. The first one focused a lot on his early life, which it had to. And then it focused a little bit on the Mexican-American War and the beginning of the Civil War. And the second one focused on battles that Grant was in and the introduction of Robert E. Lee to the forefront because there was two feeders, the Eastern and Western feeder. Grant was in the West. Robert Lee was in the East until they met and fought against each other. And the last episode was at the end of the Civil War. And then the second half of it focused on his presidency and then his retirement. And that's all I have to say about the Grant miniseries on History Channel. Overall, enjoyed it. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of History from the Back Pages. Next week, I'm going to go back to the normal format of choosing a historical figure to talk about. 
not this was similar to that format, but it was more based on the miniseries, not based on Lucy's as Grant himself per se, but did focus on him. And thanks for listening. Greatly enjoying all the feedback I'm getting on History from the Back Pages. The, the new theme song by Julia Fortman. Really awesome. Really enjoy it. And I'm enjoying this season two, season four. I enjoy doing one on President John Tyler and now doing one on Ulysses S. Grant was fun as well. And next week, I think I'm going to go back to the past. So even longer, even before this, so even before the 1860s, maybe an ancient historical figure I was thinking of. There was one Roman historical figure that I wanted to discuss as lesser known that seemed really cool, especially some of the legends or lore about him that might have been false, but still that's pretty cool. So I kind of want to talk about him next week. No spoilers for that. And thanks for listening. See everyone next time. Stay safe, but also have fun. And talk to you later. Bye.